This week on the Bamcast, Orlando by the ocean, Sharka when the walls fell, his arm floating, one star, we're in. All right, welcome to Bamcast. Hey, Bamcast. Bamcast. Episode 330. Woo! Woo. It's a three and a three minus three. What? So I'm Harlow. Mackie's on vacation. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamfcast is we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five jocks and robot jocks. Robot jocks. Robot jocks. Robot jocks. Robot jocks. However... There are bad, bad movies that stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags as in douchebags after Twilight. Boo. Boo. Gross. Boo. Boo. Poop. So, uh, sequel month is... It's over. It's over. This is it. Yeah. This is the last one. The final chapter. Until we do sequel month again. The sequel, sequel month. Sequel month two. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, because you know we like synergy, we're we're all about that when we can do it. Um, it's showtime synergy. It's we did Jaws 3D mm-hmm. in 3D the week of sh- or the week that Shark Week is starting, or like I guess next week is Shark Week. Yeah, Shark so, Week starts like, next week. We're we're you know like this, this is your, this is your precursor to yeah. Shark Week. It's a warm year. I mean Shark Week starting for me too because I think we're in sync. Yeah, well I I, I say live <sighs> every week you know, every week like at Shark Week. Okay, yeah, but. <laughs> Why don't you explain to the people what we actually do here? <laughs> what now? <laughs> Did I miss you? No, I'm kidding. Read a plot description. <laughs> Why are you telling me what to do next? This is so weird. What is happening? I'm trying to get us out of this, this cycle of jokes. All right. Cycle. cycle. Get it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fine. Let me, let me tell you all about Jaws 3D here. The sons of police chief Brody must protect civilians at SeaWorld theme park after a 35 foot shark becomes trapped in the park with them. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean trapped in the park with them sounds a little disingenuous but it's not and, like he's running around you know checking out the shows yeah they're not trapped in there with them they're trapped in there with me he's not on a golf cart riding around right. <laughs> like I want Hawaiian punch yeah. <laughs> candy gram yeah there's none of that yeah Jaws 3. We're working backwards. This is the prequel to Jaws 4. <laughs> it is. We were so lost. Yeah. Yeah, so we needed the back origin yeah. story. We basically needed the Brody kids to age back about five, ten years. Yeah. More, and also more. not have the same backstory they have. None in, whatsoever. Yeah. Three and four are unrelated, just like one and two are unrelated to three and four. So, Sure. Whatever. It's Jaws, man. Yep, it is. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, now, so there's interesting things happening in this movie. Like, I mean, they give credit to Peter Benchley for inspired by the original Jaws. Suggested by. <laughs> Suggested by. <laughs> yes. The novel Jaws. But then one of the writers is Richard Matheson. Uh-huh. Like, acclaimed sci-fi, you know, badass writer. Yeah. Wrote fucking Jaws 3D. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, among other people, but that's that's a little wacky. That's a little strange. <laughs> it's It's a high pedigree for this garbage movie. Yeah. So, but otherwise, in the cast, you got Dennis Quaid yeah. uh, making his first appearance. Yes, somehow on the Banff cast. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually, you know, really. We say that. I mean, he's made some garbage among some things, but I mean, he's actually got a pretty solid filmography. Like, yeah, it's, it's not a lot of fare that we would have run across. Yeah, not necessarily expecting him to ever come back, right. but eh, who knows? Um, you got Lou Gossett Jr. Yeah, Louis Gossett Jr. He's been here before. He uh, ate some pizza in the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
and uh, I don't know, uh, Bess Armstrong. I don't, you know, she's, she's a lady. Main, who she's the main lady in acts. This. Yeah, <laughs> and Leah Thompson. Uh huh. Yeah, pre Back to the Future. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's some other people in it, but that's that's the main people. That's pretty much it. Um. Yeah. So this movie. Uh, <laughs> have you seen Jaws? <laughs> I have. Yes. You know, it's got um. You know, it's got Roy Scheider in it. <laughs> Jaws does. Yes. Yeah. It's got a shark. Shaws. Got Richard Dreyfuss in it. Shark in it. Yeah, Richard Dreyfuss. Um, you know, and there's like a shark that attacks. Well, they made that like four times. This is one of them. This is the third time they made that. <laughs> Only this time in 3D. Yeah. 3D. Which we... 3Ds. <laughs> right. The people will love that. <laughs> yeah, they will. So we're going to love that. Yeah. Yeah, so we watched it in 3D. We, we did, did. Yeah. after some difficulty, yeah. as usual. The, I believe, is this every Blu-ray copy of it? Yes. The Blu-ray copy of it has the 3D copy on it. So if you have 3D capabilities and you own Jaws 3 on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. surprise, you have a 3D copy. Yeah, it's surprise. Under the, it's under the special features <laughs> and mentioned almost nowhere on the entire cover. No, just on the back where it says, the bonus feature, Jaws 3 in 3D, right. which is, that's dumb because it was in 3D originally. It, that's the movie. Right. It should be Jaws 3D. But yeah, now it's become a bonus feature. Right. I'm just I'm saying like you might you may not even know you own a 3D copy yeah. of this movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, even the cases like they usually brand them oh, as yeah. such like three Blu-ray 3D that's not even on here like that. This is a total afterthought, which when, is a shame. When was this released? Uh, last week. OK. Yeah. Nobody cares about 3D anymore. OK. Well, maybe that's it. But still, have you, you can... seen any advertisement that says anything about 3D? Uh, well, just the Marvel the, movies. At the theater, like yeah. every movie. Yeah. Yeah. There's Well, they're still trying to ride that wave, that cash cow. Sure. Mm-hmm. But four extra bucks. Home 3D, nobody gives a shit anymore. No, I guess not. They but haven't in probably six years now. It's weird that I've come around on it. Well, here's the <laughs> weird thing is like it may actually come back around again because I'm wondering if the technology that's in your Blu-rays is going to allow it to translate to VR headsets because oh. that does 3D technically as well. That would be cool. Nah. I'm saying, like, I mean, like, you pop a Blu-ray into your computer that already has a whatever. Oh, that has an headset, old 3D copy, or your or your PlayStation. You well, put on the headset. Yeah, you let's know, say like, PlayStation VR comes and out. you know suddenly you're watching a Blu-ray. And, you know, I'm saying, like, can they take that technology and plunk, plunk into the VR world? I Maybe. don't know. I'm just saying it may not be totally dead yet. If that's if that's not already dead, thanks to that Time magazine cover. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, anyway, Jaws 3. Yeah, Jaws 3. Um, um, yeah, as it says, it unfortunately for nowadays takes place in SeaWorld. SeaWorld um, in Orlando, Florida. Uh, by the ocean. <laughs> right by the ocean. Which <laughs> only 50 miles away from the ocean. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but don't worry about that. Yeah, don't worry about that. Um, so, yeah, it's like SeaWorld's under construction, basically, or part of part of the attractions are still kind of being they're worked building on. more cool stuff yeah like they've had their shamu show but yeah. they're building like underwater this, this feels like the soft launch of a sea world yeah like we're like hey we've got some shit we got dolphins that do tricks and things <laughs> but doing flips and shit but you know wouldn't you like water skiing shows <laughs> and an underwater bar I, and to answer the question yes yeah, yeah. everything Absolutely. about everything about this theme park except for the orcas swimming in their own shit is fucking awesome because well, if they dug if they would if they would be courteous enough to dig a 50 mile lagoon mm-hmm. you know into <laughs> could, orlando sure so yeah. that they could have plenty of space to to run around in sure yeah yeah but i mean this features such underwater attractions as you get to basically like go inside some sort of leviathan, like a giant sea creature of old, where it's like you will now get to experience the you know the the insides of one of nature's 
grandest killing machines of all time. And like, it's this big, like literal set of jaws that you could walk into this tube. Yep. And then, and then the whole thing is like this cheesy underwater, like cave haunted house bullshit with tentacles that come out and like things that look like eels that come out of the, (laughs) out of holes and scare kids. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this is fucking awesome. Yep. But I've been to SeaWorld and it's not like that at all. It's not there. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so Yeah. So there's a bunch. Okay, so Dennis Quaid is part of the. He's like an engineer. He's building the park. Right. He's building the the tubes and the pumps and all that. Yeah. All the like the foundations of the park. His girlfriend, Bess Armstrong, Kay in the movie, mm-hmm. is like the, the head marine biologist. Yes. And Lou Gossett Jr. is like, he's the head of SeaWorld, but he's the way they whoever whomever told him to, how to play this part is very strange because they were like, he's playing it almost like he's like a '70s black exploitation pimp. It, like in charge of like like SeaWorld is like his brothel like it's it's weird like it's like it's yeah. it's his stable because like the every, way he the way he acts the way you know, he acts and, his and mannerisms speaks, and like the way yeah. he treats everybody is just like hey baby why don't you you know like take care of that pew pew yeah you know it's just like are you how'd you rise to be manager like it's it's, it's strange it's, it's, it's a weird direction he was given but you know whatever he's he's probably like Michael Caine he's like fuck uh, you know you're gonna get what you get I'm 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 getting a fucking boat after this yeah, he, yeah. yes he's supposed to be Cajun. I believe because his name okay. is Calvin Bouchard. Oh, and so every once in a while he'll kind of lapse into you know Cajun accent, but for the most part it's just it's just flamboyant and outgoing and just whatever the fuck pops in his head he's gonna say, and his his tactics in the management of the park will change wildly from one scene to the next. Sure, like he's I mean he's fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm just oh saying, yeah, he's it's, fine. It's he's a- just. He's just a blob of a character. He's just right. however the script needs him to mold into, you know, scene to scene right. is what they do. I mean, Dennis Quaid is like practically a blank slate. It's like, hey, you're good looking, run around and you yeah. know, save people and yeah. do engineering stuff. Yeah, you're blase hero, man. Right. Do things. So, yeah, I mean. And smoke a lot for some reason. <laughs> there's not like a, a lot of character development going on other than we, you know, it's. Let's show, I mean, the, the credits, let me back up, because, like, to start with, the credits of this, mm-hmm. you know, we watch this shit in 3D, mm-hmm. and the credits Are take dope. every bit of awesomeness that you could possibly have in 3D and cram it right in there. Yeah. Like, the logo comes out, split apart into Jaws, into your face, and then goes Jaws 3D, chomp, yep. you know, as it comes together and makes the words. Yep. And it's it's pretty it's pretty dope. Yeah, and um, all the titles are yeah. flying out of the screen. Yeah, they're all like Superman font, but in 3D. Yep. You know, so like they're coming like at your face. Yep. Um, and all the while, like they're showing you this. Apparently, here's the crazy thing: is like this SeaWorld uh, water skiing attraction feels like another old Orlando thing, like the thing they used to have at what was it, Wiki Wiki, Wiki Springs? Yeah, Wiki Yeah. Because yeah. like, they also didn't they say something about mermaids too? Probably because they were probably just like we're, we can film over here and have them do this shit and it'll look good in the movie. Because mm-hmm. like I'm pretty sure none of this ever happened in SeaWorld, not at least in the one in Orlando. No, but they may have in fact filmed it at Wiki Watch. Probably Springs did. I mean, that, they were known anyway. for their water skiing shenanigans mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, so like all this is happening and like you know they're doing human pyramids like you know on water skis and and it's like good times at SeaWorld. And then it's like all right, let's slow down and like you know introduce some of these characters and we find out Dennis Quaid is you know, Brody's son from the original Jaws. Uh-huh. Um, like I said, we were introduced to Lou Gossett Jr. We, we kind of meet everybody. And then I guess just because they were like, I, I don't know, the Brody's had two kids. His brother comes to visit him. Yeah. And, and his brother, like, despite being from Amityville, which is in like New England and going to school, I believe they said in Colorado. Yeah. He's going to college in college. He's suddenly somehow a cowboy. 
Like straight off, like out of Texas. I don't. Well, because there are cowboy types in Texas. Sure. He's he's everyone yes. in this movie is vaguely Texan. It's strange. Right. It's like well, that's why I was saying because I think there's a Sea World somewhere in 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 Texas or was. They and, never establish where this movie takes there's place. There's one in San Antonio, I think. Yeah, I, I thought there was not near the ocean at all. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. Yeah, it, it's. It, look, I mean, there's enough detail in this movie that you can piece together. This movie does take place in Orlando. So I yep. think it's just Hollywood filmmakers going, well, it's in the South. Everyone in the South talks like a hillbilly cowboy. So let's just give her one vague accents. But yeah, why the other brother comes down and also has an accent and who knows. But so like Louis Gossett Jr. is, you know, prepping this park to open and, right. you know, wrangling press people and stuff like that. And that's when this other dude shows up, this Philip Fitzroyce guy who's... I don't know, like a world adventurer, documentary it's, it's filmmaker. It's really never clear what his actual job is. It's like he's mentioned at the beginning and someone's like, oh, no, not him. And then he like shows up and everyone and all the media is just like, oh, shit, it's him. He's cool. Right. He's, and he's like one part the hunter guy from Jurassic Park. Yeah. One part like, you know, Jacques Cousteau and one part Steve Irwin. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. it's like it, it's never really clear. Does he just take things, pictures? Is he an environmentalist? Or is he a big game hunter? I, he's not an environmentalist. I can tell you that. Well, except for there's one line where it's like, why did you ram that Japanese whaler, you know, whaling ship? And it's like, okay, was he like one of those people who's like, fuck you, kill, like, you know, peace. No, but he's, yeah. he says they got him. They got in the way of my shot. Sure. I, I know. It's just it's very unclear exactly what his job function is, except that he's the, you know, the cocky British guy. Yeah, I think he's just a cocky, uh, not cockney. Yeah, he, he's just a. A headstrong media guy just want you know he's I'm on camera I'm super famous look look right. at me so he's there. Um, Leah Thompson is one of the the water skiers mm-hmm. and they, yeah, they they just basically like make her a character so that um, the younger brother yeah well, it was like oh she's pretty and the little young you know the younger brother needs like a love interest yeah so why don't we get them together right um, so the younger Brody brother is like I don't want anything to do with the water of so course they, well they, they, they kind of both are I mean like Dennis Quaid like you know is like riding around on watercraft, but like it's very clear about like, I'm not actually going to get in the right. water. Yeah. But so they give a little bit of backstory with those two. They kind of established the war. You know, it's like, yeah, well we lived on Amity Island and things went wrong. And so, mm-hmm. you know, hope that shit doesn't happen again. Cause you know, well, here we well. are in Florida, Texas, wherever. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it was filmed in Orlando, in SeaWorld, Orlando, mm-hmm. and in Navarre, Florida, which is near Pensacola, which is near Alabama. Oh, so that's why that's oh, so why all the rednecking. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, okay. Plus Pensacola, which yeah, is Pensacola, sure. the, yeah. the butthole of Florida. So it smelled good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pensacola, Banffcast alum. <laughs> <laughs> Pensacola, it smells like decay. <laughs> Pensacola. Yeah. So they've got like this. They've gotten a lagoon where they do all the the water skiing. Oh, also, there's your drinking game if you want to die. Fuck, they say lagoon a lot. Yeah. And they say it in weird ways that make you want to say other things, but... Like legume? Yeah, legumes. (laughs) Are you allergic? Laguna Matata. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all the things. There's a gate that leads out to the ocean, wherever the fuck that is, and... I guess they just let the dolphins out of the park into the lagoon every once in a while. And there's mm-hmm. a filtration thing that comes into the lagoon or whatever. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense because they have this gate, but they very clearly established that the lagoon is fresh water. Yeah. So wait, what they established at one point that, that it, something about it, it wouldn't work about pumping. They were like, Oh, we can just flush the shark out because like, and then they were like, no, nah, it won't work. The current's too strong. Cause the lagoon is full of fresh water, which is like, if oh, it's no, touching they were the pumping- ocean, 
not not fresh water, but fresh like, like fresh new from water sea from water. the sea. Okay, I, yeah. I was hearing new not salt water. water yeah. Like yeah, no, no, no. you know, they were not marine experts. No, they, okay, no, they were just they meant delicious new water. Everything, right. everything is <laughs> okay. Recycle yeah. recy- Laguna your tatas. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> so fine. There's this gate where the the dolphins come in and out, and apparently at one point a shark is just like, well, there's sweet a gate. I think they were they were. It was the gate that leads out to the ocean from the lagoon, though, that, uh-huh. that was busted. Okay. I don't know why, um, because <laughs> plot. Um, They're closing the gate at some point and it gets stuck, and that's when, like, I think the shark was coming in. Yeah. Because it kinda... I don't know why they had the ocean gate open, though. Yeah. So, you know, why? They dumb. Because who, who was going to... No sharks are going to come in here. But anyway, so shark comes in, and spoiler alert, two sharks come in, actually. Oh. So, uh... But we don't know that yet. We just know that there's a shark that's made its way in because, like, one dude goes down to fix the gate and is spooked by all the different fish who are sneaking up on him horror movie style for some dumb reason. For for a dude that is underwater a lot, he was very skittish. Oh, God. He's just any time, like, a fucking clownfish went by him, he was just like, oh, jeez. <laughs> and he's like, he was the big, like, <laughs> he was like the big muscular Magnum P.I. dude. He was, you know. <laughs> so... Anyway, shark eats that guy. Yeah, which pretty much doesn't Bad. matter for like the next half hour or so because like his his girlfriend's like is just accosting Dennis Quaid all the well all the places just like where's my cheating it, man? It, it's like you know he dies and it's then it's like it's quitting time yeah because he was they're all like well we'll go fix the gate but it's going to be overtime he's like nah, nah just wait for it tomorrow clock, yeah. you know do it on the regular clock and so like I guess the guy was like nah I got to go close the gate right you know whatever because he, he's you know given 110 percent and all that every important underwater task in this movie takes place at night it doesn't make any sense but they it, it happens in every instance of we've got to get underwater and do something let's wait till nightfall so he goes underwater at night to fix the gate shark comes by and eats him after he's scared no. eight times uh, so yeah, they go to the, like the local watering hole shenanigans. Right. Well, that's the, the, um, the guy that got eight, his uh, girlfriend is a waitress there <laughs> yeah. and she's all Pat Benatar up and mm-hmm. like she comes over and is like, Hey, if you see, I think he's, you know, messing around with that, you know, gift shop girl or whatever. Yeah. If you that, see. Li- that little thing at the, yeah. <laughs> at the gift shop. Yeah. And so he's they're like, like, no, he's a good guy. He's, he's probably know. drunk in a slump somewhere. And, and it just becomes shenanigans. <laughs> they, they drink and, you know stumble out and leah thompson goes out with the you know take take the little brother home who's like i said is just super texas up you know he's got a cowboy hat and cowboy yeah. boots and and she's like i got an idea let's go to the beach and like, of nope. course it's like you know stripped down to bikini he's like let's go in the water he's like uh no nah. i don't do the water thing so nah, here, water here, bad here's back backstory and she's like well i'm leah thompson in a bikini so get this he, water. And he's like you make a good point i'll come with yeah you. i'll come <laughs> with you um so they splash around in the water, and then Dennis Quaid and, and girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> decide to just be in their space because <laughs> because for some dumb reason he has a, a megaphone and uh, and a bright flashlight and a bright flashlight and comes up you know they're necking in the water because yeah. <laughs> yeah. why not if we're gonna be Texas I'm going I'm gonna go with the Texas sure. they're necking in the water that's not a very good M Light Shyamalan movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's better than Lady in the Water. Um, but like comes up with the megaphone and is like, hey, what are you kids doing? And and you're trespassing. Get out. And, you know, basically cockbox his little brother. And yeah. there's, you know, shenanigans. And the funny thing is the little brother. The first thing he says, it's OK. My brother works here. Yeah. Like, no, it's not OK. I don't care if your brother works here. Get the fuck out of the water. But then they're like, hey, wait. Hey, you you Mike? are my brother. Ah, you. Nah. And then 
Man, they just proceed to fucking tackle each other oh, all he, over the place. He gets a good tackle on Dennis Quaid. It is it's pretty impressive. I mean, they're like rough house. I was it, like it was an appropriate response though, to be fair. The script just said, and now the four characters rough house. <laughs> and so they just fucking throw each other around and throw the ladies into the ocean. Yeah, yeah they do. And uh the the younger one I've, I've forgotten their name speared the other one into the mm-hmm. oh, yeah, into yeah. the sand oh yeah there's oh, a that, suplex right. in there yeah, that, yeah, there was, was a suplex yeah, into the water one of the ladies got suplexed into the water uh-huh. I'm pretty sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> now in the midst of this two characters who never have any bearing on the story whatsoever have snuck into the lake or oh, the yeah, lagoon that, that's simultaneous to the to yeah. the not quite skinny dipping because this is PG yeah so two like burglars have <laughs> jumped into a raft and are floating around the lagoon and eventually one of them says something like this place has the sweetest coral we're gonna <laughs> steal it for this dealer in Miami who's gonna pay us a lot of money and they just get in the water and get ate and then the raft gets eaten too and that's it for them. Yep. Like, Never mentioned again. Never no. find their bodies. I, the movie just decided, oh, we need we need a, a body count with this. Sure. And let's film an extra scene with some dudes in a raft. But man, no one ever finds their bodies. No one ever finds the raft. Those if those two men had families, I'm sorry. <laughs> you will never know what happened to your two sons or husbands or whatever they were. But yeah, so that happened. Um uh, then the next day happened. I don't. Yeah, they get up and you know, and he's like, "Oh right, the, he's yes. like basically like, hey, you know, you cockblocked me last night." Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, I did. Yeah, I totally that, did. that was my bad. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you did spear. Oh, you did no, spear me. That's the scene that starts where they've got this dog up on this counter. Oh right. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. This husk of a basket hound. <laughs> basket hound. Chuck? Basset hound. Basset hound. So, so it was about to be a casket hound. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> So the dog is either eating or drinking on the counter and Dennis Quaid is just holding the dog's ears yeah. up so they don't get in the food or water. Yeah, he's basically like drunk girl holding the dog's ears back yes. so that it can eat in peace. Yes. And then they just <laughs> and they don't explain it. It's I mean, they just pick up the slug of a dog and put it down on the ground. It's like that's barely a dog. Like that is just some sort of slug thing that they have. And it's never explained what this monstrosity no. is that they've concocted. But the great thing. All right. So there's a lot of dumb in this movie. But like that was the one thing I was just like that actually reminded me of original Jaws. Like here was this like charming little home life yeah. that you don't need to explain. It's just a slice of life and there's weird shit happening. And, yeah. and it's, it's real people. <laughs> and, and hold the and, dog's ears. <laughs> got this, I mean, poor dogs. I mean, I'm not all, for, I'm not for like, you know, changing dogs appearances for, you know, aesthetic purposes, but trim that dog's ears. So yeah. it can eat. <laughs> oh, you can't trim a dog's ears. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, do. Like they that. bob ears. I mean, yeah, that but happens. this dog was way past. The well, point I'm that. saying it probably, sh- if they known that kind of dog's ears have the capacity to dangle past its mouth and interfere from with it eating. Some people just have no problem holding in their dog's ears, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, that's an amazing scene, and, and yeah. it all serves to just like you know, basically breakfast apology. Like, let's go to work mm-hmm. and talk about beepers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so they There's go to work. Beeper talk, and I think this is like the first time we actually kind of truly understand what it is their job functions are. You know, because like they're kind of talking about what they're what they're going to do for the day, and right. So 
and, and there's this running thing of like Dennis Quaid's going to get this job in Venezuela right. and, and he could go, but then she can't go. It's and this dumb who, ticking clock that it, means fuck all. It just movie. who gives up their career right. to be with the other. Blah, right. blah, Do we blah. really love each other? Yeah, Should was, we stay together long distance? I yeah, don't know. Uh, who cares? Let's talk about it right in the middle of all the people being Yeah, in they're constantly stopping the important task they're doing to have a discussion about, hey, should we go to Venezuela? It's right. like, hey, why don't you focus on the fucking shark? Yeah. Shark first. Talk shark later. Now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I don't remember how the shark presents itself to where everyone's like, oh, shit, shark. Um. Well, I think they, they meet up with the waitress again from last night and, and basically is like, hey, you know, shitface never came home last night. You know, tell him here's all his stuff. I don't want to yeah. see him again. He's like, what? He didn't show up for work this morning either. Right. We should probably go look for him. Oh, OK. Right. So they get in the sweet little submarine. Right. Yeah. They have this like little it's not really a submarine. It's more like one of those little self-propelled or, you know, water propulsion things. But mm-hmm. yeah, because it fills up with water and you're still encased in it. Yeah. They still it's like a scooter for under the water. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's a scooter, scuba scooter. Scooter. <laughs> hover around for the <laughs> underwater. Right. Um, but yeah, they they um, they go down. I don't remember why the hell they. Well, went they're down. like, okay, if if he was, if he did go under to fix the gate, oh, yeah, the shit. current would have pushed him to the center, which is where the Spanish galleon is. Yeah, there's a shipwreck that yeah. apparently nobody has fucking touched since. No, you know, it's it, they put it there. They mention it briefly when they're showing the model at the beginning. So like, this yeah. was like the go- Spanish galleon. This was going to be a, an attraction. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's why that mocked up skeleton. Was oh, there. okay. So I was like, spooky, right. yeah. spooky scary. All right, skeleton. that makes way more sense because I totally missed that line because yeah. suddenly they're in this little thing and they're going by this galleon. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Nobody's fucking like, yeah, taking this yeah. for you know money. No. And then there's a skeleton. I'm like, and no one's picked up the skeleton <laughs> and like dealt no. with it. Like, <laughs> totally cool. It's all good. And they even um, named it. it. Was like, oh, that's old Charlie or whatever the yeah. name was, you know. And man, so the skeleton is there with like its bony finger pointing at us, and it's just one. This movie does this a lot, where it's just like, okay, where's the pointy thing? Let's zoom the 3D camera in on it, so this thing just keeps coming at your face. They do that a lot. Oh yeah. Um, but so they are. But that looked good on the big screen. It yes, it was interesting, especially you're the only one old enough to have ever seen it. Eight year old me in the theater thinking that was pretty cool. Um, but so they, they basically park this thing outside the boat. They're like, okay, well, the current would have pushed this guy into mm-hmm. this area. So let's get out and look. Right. And they get out and look and the dolphins show up. They're like, they're just, con- they're just constantly like making no motions yeah, like, and like, get the fuck out. Get Shark. out. Shark. <laughs> We're smart. Shark. Leave. Yes. And the, they're just like, what do you want dolphin? What, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and then that's when shark is just like, ha ha, I'm here. Um, so they're like, oh shit. And so yeah, they, they actually ride the dolphins to safety. Yes. The dolphins are like, hop on my back. Let's go. And so they just grab the fin and the dolphins are like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. They take off, uh, get them out of harm's way. Yeah. And they, they run and go tell, you know, that there's a shark and we, you know, we should do something about it. It's inside oh, wait, the no. park. The way the shark presents itself is it fucking just rams the boat, the the galleon. It just it just full speed, like nose oh. into the side of the boat, just right, smash. Right, and they're yeah. like, ah, yeah, I kind of Kool-Aid man into that. <laughs> yes, Spanish galleon. Yeah. So. They race to get out and they finally get up on a dock and that's when the thing smashes into the gate and right. fucks up the yeah. gate. So there, there's one other scene, the, the coral thieves that uh, coral. Early, you, you mentioned in the theater that one of the biggest reactions was during their scene because like when they're prepping the raft and about to go out and this, you know, steal the coral or whatever, there's a shot of something and then it's like it cuts over to a frog that leaps right at the camera yeah <laughs> and you said like everyone that in the was theater. the biggest reaction in the theater where people just lost their shit yeah. i've remembered that moment for my entire life like for we my parents and i would talk about that all the time we we're like man jaws 3 was terrible right but remember that frog yeah, yeah. that was dope <laughs> yeah <the frog. laughs> so 
But yeah, so, okay, so they, they get out and they're like, oh shit. And Dennis Quaid is just like, what was that? What was that? What the hell? And I'm just like, it's a shark. You work there. Right, there. yeah. It's, you you know. should know what this well, is. Well, they were both like, what the hell was that? And it was yeah. like, um... You, you've seen pictures, right? Yeah. You, you went you, to school? You actually have <laughs> sharks over in this exhibit over here. They look similar to that. Yeah, maybe not <laughs> quite as big, but still shark-like. You might have a mural somewhere yeah. that has one on it. Also, I don't know if you know, but Jaws was like a really big movie. It's very popular. Yeah, very popular. <laughs> Plus, four seasons, three the character was in two of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have been scarred by... Yeah, seriously, if there's, one, there's one person, like, you know... <laughs> Who should know exactly what that is. That's like the hound on Game of Thrones. Like, what? what is this fire? I, yeah. don't, I don't understand. I think you'd understand. Yeah, you totally yeah. know, dude. Yeah. So, okay, this begins a really weird conversation between everyone as to what to do with the shark problem. Right. And there are two frame there. There are two ideas that can happen here. One, the the British media guy is like, let's lure it in and slaughter it on TV. Let it will call in the media and we'll just slice its belly open and that'll be dope and everyone will love it. And the other's like, no, no, hold on. There's never been a great white in captivity before. Let's capture it. And put it in a cage. And they're the sensible ones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the weird mentality of 1983, which well, was just like, because put it in a cage. What You know, our random big game hunter filmographer guy mm -hmm. is like, yeah, let's blow it the fuck up. Let's, yeah. you know, let's, yeah, they're like, film it, like, let's murder it. Let's murder it. And, you know, it'll he's like, it's full of blood, man. Yeah. It'd be a great promotion. Yeah. You know, that we kill look great on this 3D camera. Right. right. And it's funny because like the, the other side of this, they're not arguing that that's just grotesque. They're like, no, no, I've got a better idea. Like they're never like, oh, my God, you can't do that. That's horrific. They're just like, wait, hold up. We have an opportunity here. Let's just put it in a cage and sell tickets. <laughs> that eventually wins. So they plan this whole thing to get underwater and jab it with shit. And, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, and they, they get drug it, it. They drug it. And, like you know, it the, the girlfriend, uh, Kay, like. Don's like chain mail yes. like, and kind of gets attacked, but it like grabs her tank and shakes yes. her around a little bit. So yes. she's fine, but they get, she does have a chain mail. Yeah, she on. has a, like everyone else is like just standard wetsuits. And she's like, nah, chain mail here. Yeah. And I, I don't understand because like her function is not like direct contact with the shark. She's kind of like almost backup. Yeah. But still, she was the first one to get attacked. So, right. but she, yeah, she, she, her, she gets shook around a little bit, but they drug the shark and drag it into a, I guess like a, recuperation tank it's yeah. like a, it's a smaller tank and they're but there's some good 3d in this stuff because there are like needles and and at one point dennis quaid fires a harpoon at it which is yeah. right at the camera well they, they the, the drug when they're loading it up like they do the syringe and yeah. needle right at the camera and then you know to get the air out they they squirt yeah. it right at the yeah. right at the camera like right under your eyes <laughs> just you know, liquid like. goo right in our faces right so but you know they catch this thing and it's you know it's a shark but i mean like, it's not that big. It's not that big. And, no. you, and you know, I mean, you know that it's not the shark because it's not that big. Well, it's, and also because immediately they're just in a tank with it, you know, trying to nurse it back to health. And I'm like, no, if this was fucking Jaws, that thing would be right, just course. murdering all of you. And yeah, they're, they're like aerating the shark. You know, they got air coming in the water and, like, yeah. the, you know, Kay is being helped by her assistant. And then Quay is like, we never hang out anymore. So I'm going to jump in the tank and help you. And, yeah, you know, it's the only way we spend time together. I guess I'll just help you in the shark tank mm -hmm. you know and that's when the shark is like haha i'm awake and then mark mark cuban runs in and is like no <laughs> yes shark but uh, very good yeah sure <laughs> um <laughs> excellent work uh but yeah the shark wakes up and it's just like yeah and they're like oh yeah, yeah great it's awake and immediately i think whatever our, our random big game british guy is like you know if you put this thing on the exhibit you'll 
draw lots of people and and little Gossett jr is like yeah get that thing in an exhibit like now yeah this is the like the first like weird like whatever the plot needs is what will happen because Louis Gossett jr is basically like okay we've got a lot of people coming in move the shark to a thing and let's let people right. pay to see it now the best thing about this is is like it's it's in like one of those like roundabout little tiny 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 little aquariums like where you could pet the stingrays exactly that's exactly where it is <laughs> and like this poor shark that's i mean that's, i mean it's probably a 14 foot shark it's big but it's not like a great white like when you think great white it's not great white no, size it's not jaws it's yeah. a baby shark but it's just kind of circling around and but the best thing about it is like there's a sign out front that the tastefully cobbled together and it says come see the first great white in exhibit or the first great white and then for some reason they put sh sh shark <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like there's a sh sh and then shark yeah. in big letters but this is like written in shoe polish on like a on just a yeah. piece of cardboard or something i assure you we're open <laughs> yeah it's it's like man sea world really putting up the money yeah. it's like but like yeah there's just people just all kind of dumpily like standing around looking at this shark like no one's into it. They're no, all just, they're like, all just like, yeah, that's a shark. Can I pet it? I don't, I don't know yeah. how this works. Shouldn't there be stingrays here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> jellyfish. Stingrays. Do, we, do we pet the jellyfish here? I don't know how this works. Nah, man, you um, don't pet the jellyfish. But, so this thing's just circling around, and the um the, the K, the, the marine biologist lady, is just like, they did what? And it's like running over right about the time the thing is like, nah. <laughs> it just yeah. goes belly up and dies. Yes. <laughs> And so she starts just like I can't nah, stage fright. Fuck uh. this shit. Yeah, and just I mean literally this shit. I'm just, swimming around in my own. Just rotates 180 yeah. degrees like a fuck. I can't yeah. go on. Yeah, and so they jump in and like you know try to push it around the water. Like come on, swim, you dumb shark. <laughs> While there's 40 people standing around. While the like the poor like guide person is like, hey, that's K Zonzo or Doctor K Zonzo yeah. or our marine biologist, and uh, and she's uh, tr- don't worry, don't don't interfere. She's just uh, and all I, okay. 50 of you just watched a great white sh- the first great white shark in captivity just died yeah that's um, sort of a bummer but hey exclusive uh, to sea world you guys water skiing over here guys <laughs> check it out yeah. uh yeah so yeah she's like well shit they killed the shark well okay the shark's dealt with yeah. so whatever um but no <laughs> no so, then they um they they open up the underwater kingdom right undersea kingdom yeah, the, whatever the, 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 the series the, of tubes yes which are just big glass tubes and you go under and you know the tentacles jump out at you mm-hmm. and barracudas poke out of rocks and shit um so there there's all these places where it's just hubs of windows to see fish from around the world and there are some people in there looking at the fish and then all of a sudden finally the dead guy from who fixed the gate his mangled corpse pops up in front of the window <laughs> and everyone panics in a really dumb way because like one lady there's room to run around like they're not there's no reason for this to happen but one lady just gets her face pressed it's, it's like one teenage girl for some reason someone is like look at it yeah. and pushes her face right up against the glass there's just no reason for it there's this so will much be you one day becky yeah, yeah. yeah so that and she's screaming oh it's, yeah it's, it's just dumb it's like what what panic reaction leads you to push someone's face up against the glass like, it's like i gotta get out of here but wait <laughs> look yeah yeah so they they you know they identify the body and dennis quaid's like no no you don't need to look i'll check this out and dennis quaid goes and looks at the body and it's just gross like bloody bugs and shit and worms everything and dennis quaid just does the perfect reaction of just like turns around and just starts dry heaving all over the place right yeah, and then, of course, the Marine biologist has to actually look yeah. at him, and, and then it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And they go running, and it's like, you think it's just because the guy's so disgusting, but yeah. they re- immediately run to go find Louis Gossett Jr., and it's like, he's sitting in there 
exclusive underwater like i think it's called like neptune's something like i don't know yeah ne- neptune's room it's or, the bridge of yeah. the, the starship underwater he's in like the bar part it was called like you know ne- oh, right, neptune's right, right. lair or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah yeah it was like the the swanky bar yes um which is another like like i said because everything he does is so like flamboyant like he's talking to the bartender and it's like he's like the guy that reaches over and like steals a cherry or an olive from yeah. like their drink thing it's like don't put your fingers in there like gross yeah. Yeah. anyway but yeah. but they come running up and it's like yeah we found so and so and also it would appear that you know it was done by a bite size this big which means we're talking about a 35 foot shark right you know and, and all this and then it's just and everyone's like yeah right come on full get the shit. fuck out of here did we and then we like the shark shark's dead that and then like thing. right on cue because this thing is like a, a viewing you know area bar thing yeah the shark just comes right to the window and it's just like hey yeah. and they're like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this starts mass panic of well yeah because people in the tubes are like uh that's a giant fucking shark right. thing kind of that we're looking at in a very bad special effect sure but uh, i mean like you know louis Scott jr runs to the control room which is like you know this sweet underwater server room with you know reel-to-reel backup tapes and shit and you know yeah, it's, it's underwater nasa going on here. super future yeah. 1983 tech yeah um dennis quaid goes running out to the beach just screaming his damn head off like brody in the first one like well, get out of the water louis Gossett jr immediately he flips the switch again and is just like shut the park down get right. everyone out fix this well he gets on the comms like okay ladies and gentlemen very uh, very calmly uh we're gonna need to shut down the undersea kingdom exhibit uh please follow your tour guides yeah. and find the nearest exit and of course there's one jackass in the tubes is like We's underwater. Where's the nearest place out here? Oh my god! Like one guy, yeah. like goes from zero to panic yeah. for no fucking reason. He's like, Wait, like, where's the nearest exit? Oh up. my god! <laughs> so it's like slowly like, roll, guy. It, you know, it it practically becomes underwater, like you know, trampling, you know, like a Walmart opening on Black Friday. But for some reason, like. Like the shark is just like, oh, people are in the tubes. Yeah, I'm and just like, poke it with yeah, my let me face. go, let me go ram the hamster, you know, habit <laughs> yep. trail here. Yep. and it causes a little leak, you know, of course, and so it disrupts everything, and so all these people get funneled, like about fifty people get funneled into one room as you know the pressurized doors close. So they're mm-hmm. they're standing about like waist high water, you know, trapped in this room now. Yep. Dennis Quaid is meanwhile, like like I said, frantically running across the beach, just get out of the water, trying to flag down the uh, the the water ski show. Well, okay, so he runs through like a hula dance thing that people are doing, and commandeers <laughs> a popcorn cart. Sure. Like throws like a, like the a dude cart, out, like, like just, a golf cart. With yeah, popcorn, yeah. But I mean, he just grabs this guy and throws him out of the way and steals this cart, which he can't drive for shit because no. he crashes it like well, ten but seconds. The later. very first thing he does is he dumps all the popcorn yeah. out of the back. Oh man, which is funny because about six kids from out of nowhere just like. <laughs> Like, popcorn <laughs> just waiting for their opportunity to strike they're like oh sweet the popcorn hit the ground free right. popcorn that would be me yeah mm-hmm. okay <laughs> so they and then he, he doesn't make it like 20 feet in the cart before he overturns that fucker and yeah because he's like get trips, out of the way get out of the way he trips over like the shamu strollers that they're running you know in a, in a long line yeah. and yeah and eventually gets to the beach, and it's it's pretty funny because like he's frantically trying to wave down this one set of water skiers that are coming right by the stage where he is, and like they could not have stopped and landed in a better spot because like they literally like fell landed like right at the boat ramp and just like oh yeah we're out of the water what's the big deal yeah <laughs> what's going on <laughs> until like it was like oh well that was easy got all the water skiers out no the the pyramid people were also set up in formation as well no I'm sorry. The, the ladies in the square dancing outfits pyramid were, people well <laughs> come on the people that were in the human pyramid but no it was the ladies in the square dancing outfits yeah. that were pyramid like, americans they were starting to like 
like do the hold the rope with their feet and turn around. Yeah. And so they turn around just in time to see the shark fin is like coming right behind the boat. And of course, one of them is like shark and causes yeah. the whole panic where they all fall they all apart. Fall in the, water, yeah. the crazy thing is like, they're all fine. Like yeah, they, they get them all out. Yeah. They like the speedboats come out and they're like, whoop, and get them out. Yeah. But the problem is, is Leah Thompson has taken a break with the little younger brother. Right. They've gone bumper boating. And which he again had now he was just in like at least waist deep in the water last night, but now has to be talked into getting into a bumper boat. Well, he like he goes to see her after her show right. and is like, hey, let's go have some fun. And she's like, yeah, let's go have some fun. Right. Bumper boats. Am I right? <laughs> and he's like, ah, how old are you again? Okay, <laughs> let's go do that. Yeah. So. Yeah, reluctantly they get in the bumper boats, and it there really should not be both of them in the same one, Mm-mm. but whatever. But so there's just one like grotesque fat man who keeps like ramming them mm-hmm. whenever they try to make out, yeah, uh, and then like drives by and goes like, ah, "I love birds, love birds." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at like, one point, I guess they've broken the bumper boat and they're standing up trying to start it, and that's when he's like, "Yeah, I'm coming to hit you," and knocks them into the water, and that's when the shark comes right. and attacks I, leah thompson sort of like i mean it takes us like this like like one tooth much must have touched her because it nibbles her leg a little bit much like i would if i was presented with leah thompson's well, leg i'd be like mm, nom 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 <laughs> I, I hope Thank you don't you, you, didn't put, that's, you didn't put like a 12 inch long two inch deep gash in oh her no, leg. no 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 <laughs> i was wondering where that was going no i would not gash her that would be terrible uh <laughs> Nope. <laughs> nope. But I'm saying this, we're not going, okay, this we're thing. That. This All thing right. is designed. It has been said. It is set that it has a one like a like a three foot wide, you know, bite that makes it a thirty five foot long shark. Yeah. And I'm just saying, like, I'm like, oh god, they killed Leon Thompson, right? And they drag her out of the water, and it's just like, what? She has a slight like wound. I've seen three foot tiger shark bites that did worse damage than this thing mm-hmm. did yeah i'm like it must it honestly must have like grazed her leg with like the sandpaper skin that they supposedly have or whatever yeah she's like it's like oh she's fine yeah she's probably gonna be okay they yeah. they basically load her in an ambulance and the younger brody brother goes with her and then that's the last time we ever see those two people yeah pretty much <laughs> they just go to the hospital and so like this is weird because I, I mean i want to say like a couple random people get eaten because i think some people like yeah, a couple randos well, do. there was like a um there was a um like a floating raft you know like a platform you know, like people, you know, oh, yeah, there's, there's people out there like, what the hell's yeah. going on? Whoops. <laughs> yeah, because like the shark does the whole crash through the floating platform thing. And I think chomps a couple of visitors. I don't slash know if any people. of them actually get eaten, though. I think a couple people get eaten. Yeah, there's there's some blood in the water, okay. I would say. But I, I don't know. It's it's all very sort of chaotic. And what I'm saying is like, this is a, you know, this is a 35 foot shark let loose in a lagoon full of people doing all kinds of water things. And like basically almost nothing happens mm-hmm. like i mean it's like oh well that that was lucky that we saw it slash saved everyone Cause, now granted the people are still the 50 people are still trapped in the you know the one chamber underwater they are but the movie doesn't act like that's a big deal no because like <laughs> you know they have to have their talk about venezuela but then you know eventually dennis quake goes back to work and like okay i'm an engineer i gotta figure out how to repressurize the tube technology no. and yes <laughs> he's and, gonna weld some shit yeah uh which at first, I swear, when they showed them like this massive welding facility, I was like, "They're gonna build a robot jaws <laughs> it to did, fight this jaws." It did kind of look like a shattered dome yeah. situation that, like, that was going. This on. is this is the best. <laughs> and by the way, Hollywood, we're available to write that movie for uh-huh. you today. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Jaws Five mm-hmm. versus Mega Jaws or you know, Robo Jaws or whatever. Sure, any of I those. I think they did a like a Robo Jaws. There was versus a Mecha Shark. Mecha Shark versus yeah, but I think it was Mega good. Shark versus Mecha Shark. Not like we're gonna. No, make of course it, it no, wasn't good, no, but, but we would make it good. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah basically it, it becomes like okay Dennis Quaid has a plan he's yeah. gonna weld some shit uh, and then like the, the, the British photographer man is like, well, while you're doing that. Yeah. I, well, they, they just, they, they come together and they figure out where the shark was hiding. Mm-hmm. It was hiding in one of the filtration systems. Yeah. That's why they didn't find it. Not that they've at any point used any kind of sonar in this entire movie, nah. but they think that that's where it was yeah. for some reason. Cause there was a blockage and they're like, Oh, that seems about right. Yeah. It was like, Oh, you had weird readings. Yeah. That must be what it is. Yeah. It was hiding out there. Yeah. So it was um, like. So we're like, going we're we're to go in there and get it. Yeah, we're going to lure it back in there. Yeah. And so, yeah, big game hunter British guys like, you know, live bait. We're going in there. We're going to hook this thing back in there, close the gate, and we can kill it at our leisure. Woo. Yeah. And meanwhile, you, Dennis Quaid, go down there and do your welding. You weld. Bits. Yeah. Yeah. You do some other stuff. Yeah. So guy does that. Uh, but <clears throat> at some point, his, his lifeline comes undone and the shark who is this is such an odd sequence of the thing following him into this this tube that this filtration thing that he's in because the shark is moving like i don't know like a star trek ship it's it it's, really is it's like, very slow and close up and deliberate and, i don't think we mentioned that he has this uh his cohort his cameraman mm-hmm. is I, I i've seen him in other movies he's just he's a character actor he's that you might, guy yeah, yeah. You, you, you'll see him from some places he's a but. lot more britishy or australian or something right he's, he's gruffer he's not he's not from the fine streets of, of england but because like you know in this plan he's like man this is this is going to be the the footage that set you know sends us into retirement like we're going to retire on this footage yeah so we better take two cameras right get this from all angles like oh, yeah. we are going to lure a 35 foot great white shark to where we want it mm-hmm. so and you know the half his, the plan his, works his henchman is just like are you sure like i think you should probably be focused on just the shark let me do the filming yeah it's like nah and he's like nah we need double we need two angles and so he's like all right man yeah. you're you're the guy i'll i'll let you do i'll let you do this yeah so that but, guy's behind the shark and shuts the gate behind right. it well they well they do the you know they do the blood in the water and the guy's like clanging his camera to make noise and the shark's like i mean just right on cue is like oh, oh sweet I, I like noises and blood yeah he just um, shows up out of a cloud like ah. <laughs> yeah yeah this, this model of or whatever thing they're using for this jaw i mean it's probably the original jaws model just looking pretty ragged at this point in time yeah but it's just like its mouth is a gape most of the whole movie yeah, so it's just like every time it enters frame it's just like hey guys the shark also growls pretty frequently yeah it does <sighs> yeah but like it doesn't it, roar like it does at the end of jaws 4 but yeah. it's it's making noise yeah it just it it goes right by the cameraman it's just like nah not yeah. interested in you no but they they try to establish it's because the, the one guy's wearing an orange jumpsuit that it's like it's sharks are like bulls that way yeah i, I guess that <laughs> they tried that that was their explanation in the movie i'm not gonna debate shark sure I, a shark law is not my thing i yeah. don't know no um but, but yeah they, like it follows the one guy and, and his cameraman closes the gate behind him it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah you got the shark in there and then but his lifeline which is literally a, a rope that he's tied to this ladder he's pulling himself back yep you know to this ladder that he can escape the ventilation chamber mm-hmm. they use like the shittiest like it's the know, worst knot I've it's ever like well it's like the worst knot and like the shittiest <laughs> rope you could possibly use yeah it's like, like it's don't not use this rope underwater well, it, it looked to me like like that really um the really slick kind of rope you would use that, that you could easily untie, not yeah. like underwater safe yeah. marine rope <laughs> at it, all. It just, it immediately just goes, yoink. Yeah, and but he's like pulling himself back and it just, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm untied. And he just, fl- it just, Jaws has its mouth open because it can't close it. And Guy just kind of enters into it. And then it's like this weird, so they've built this thing for the actor to be in, which is the inside of Jaws's mouth. Right. 
and it's just kind of you know munching him. A yeah, little well, because like he he tries to like stab at it and fight it, but yeah. you know there's he's in a confined space with a thirty five foot great white shark. Yeah. So, but yeah, the movie doesn't really like show him getting eaten. No, it's just, just like he you are now suddenly <laughs> Jonah into the into the shark here. Right. And yeah, but feet like, first, so his head is like he's ah. Now the great thing about this is, and I'm realizing that because we're coming to the end of the movie, we didn't establish uh, a little minor part of their first plan uh-huh. is that this guy being the you know the loose cannon that he was oh, uh, the one who wanted to massacre he wanted thing. to massacre it but he was also like loading up some special grenades yeah um for the first go round and, and dennis quaid slash everyone else said no no grenades yeah like, uh, louis gossett jr specifically he was, was like, like no you will fuck our park up yeah. you know like no no grenades. no grenades we're just going to trank this thing so right. that's important yes just because it's about to show up <laughs> yeah. um so yeah this guy goes in feet first and <clears throat> and I, I will give this movie credit because no other Jaws movie or any shark movie that I can think of has ever said like POV inside the shark's mouth. Yeah. Thing. Not not that sharks generally or at all eat things whole like no. this. Yeah. But, no. You know, this thing has like anaconded him down its th- gullet. And so we see like. It's like the, the dinosaur in Dinosaur Island. Just yeah. swallow her and I can do it whole. <laughs> what if you had some sea broth? Yes. Just wash it down. <laughs> mm. <laughs> he was surrounded by sea broth. Yes, he was. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it just, it just kind of mushes on this guy for a little bit. And then the guy stops moving. It's still intact, but right. he's just like, all right, yeah, I guess he killed that guy. Eaten. So, yeah. Cut to like his friend is now basically like come the long way. Dennis Quaid's been working on the welding, whatnot. His girlfriend has gone down there because she needs to be able to see. Okay. Uh, The girlfriend originally was just going to sit there on the bridge and watch everything happen. So there's a scene where Louis Gossett Jr. is looking out the window and he just turns around to see what the girl is doing and she's putting on a wetsuit and he's like, wait, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, he does kind of have that reaction. Yeah, he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, Ah, Dennis Quaid needs another pair of eyes. I'm yeah. going to go out there. It's like, yeah, this someone, is not the plan. What are you doing? should literally be watching his back, so yeah. I'm going to go down there. So she goes out through a hatch literally right there in the bridge. Yeah, like this suite full of electronics, yeah. you know, control room, just oh, has water access. The hatch, you just open it up, <laughs> like, go right in there. Just doesn't seem like the best of plans. It's probably not well designed, but uh, ultimately it's not going to matter. But no. she goes out to provide... Well, it's obviously not well designed. We were going to find that out in a yes. second. Um, She's out there... Yeah, let's let's wrap up what happened with Big Game Hunter and his friend because like he comes around the long way and you know he's gotten his footage and he's coming up to where the exit point for that you know whatever the filtration thing is he's mm-hmm. expecting to find his friend there yeah and like, there's a couple he? guys there and it's like he never came up and like no no one else seems to give a shit that this guy didn't come up like he's like he's not here man like terrible <laughs> communication of like he should probably be out of there by now because mm-hmm. I've just taken the long way around mm-hmm. and so he starts this panic. And he forgets all the stiff upper lip and everything else British that you could possibly think of. He is like this. This man was my lover and right. best friend of twenty years. <laughs> and dear God, why aren't you coming out yeah. here? <laughs> please, please surface. Right. Please. Like he goes like halfway down the ladder. He's like probably like toe in the water. Just like why? Yeah. Where? Oh, yeah. Where are you? He's doing it all though with such a thick accent that I have literally no idea yeah. what he's saying the entire yeah. time. There was a point where he was just saying so many things at once in such a thick accent. I was just like, God, blimey, me mate, going and getting. It's like. All all right, yeah, just, yeah, you're sad. I yeah, get it. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, like he's done. Like we never see him again either. Nope. It's just like he's sad about his friend, and yep. that's the end. That's the end of him. <laughs> but so, shark obviously because this park is terribly constructed. I mean, I, I don't know why anyone was trying to hire Dennis Quaid if he was the architect of this thing. Shark but <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, I'm mega done with you. Ah. <laughs> anyway, um, no, like. Shark basically just backs up through the gate, which 
Well, again, it, yeah. So it reverses itself through this tunnel it just went through, and then tails up to the. I'm to gonna the, say Google that and have fun. Yeah, but it gets it gets to this gate where that's been locked by the guy. That was the plan, right? But it just starts waving its back tail back mm-hmm. and forth to create like this motion, which then is bending the latch. Right. That's holding the gate together yeah. because the latch is just made out of aluminum foil or right. some shit. That's what I'm saying. Every, when it what it, it calls like for it, <laughs> when it's called for it, this 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 entire park is made out of the flimsiest materials yes. ever. It's just whatever because the shark reverses. Is it which, ever made out of good materials? No, parks no, are never no, made out of good no, materials. Probably not. Never. But like I said, that's true. Have fun with googling can a shark swim backwards and get back to me on that one. Um, yeah. But the shark backs up out of this thing. It's free now. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, you know, because she's now down there, she's like, shark. Let's yeah, get the fuck out like, of here. Hey, buddy, this is shark here. And, and so they, they get... just both go. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, <laughs> we I jokingly said this was the part r- r- written by Richard Matheson because there's just a series of. Neither of you can enunciate anything. What the a, hell are you I doing? I think there's a point where someone went, you know, these people are mumbling through scuba because I think Lugasa Jr. starts narrating a little bit of it. He does. Because like it's just for for a couple of minutes, this is them go. And like, what are you two? Apparently he part of the mumble was let me i'm almost done finishing this weld because he did finish that because yeah. but again without any real peril they swim back up through the hatch and they're they're safe yeah for the moment yeah they get out and they're like well that because lucas jr is like all right you, you finished the weld right yeah okay get the you know let's get, get the, the people, people out, out. Yeah. and that's about the last command he gives because the shark is now looking at the command center and i i, I don't know physics be damned it just the shark shark looks at the command center very hard Uh Mm uh-huh it does yeah and And then then the command center implodes yeah Mm. it it's looking at it and this cutout image of the shark is being pushed through the film as a very slow motion reaction shots of everyone in the room just like oh fuck (laughs) and yeah so then this cutout of shark hits this fake glass thing that shatters and just this room fills up with water sure. just immediately. Right. Um, but I'm, I, I, this, this room that was holding back <laughs> how many millions of gallons of water's worth of pressure just done in by a single shark charge. Just poking at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big old mean shark. Well, yeah. I'm just saying like, at least in Deep Blue Sea, they had they took like several. Hor- they were genetically engineered super sharks, mm-hmm. and it took them like oh yeah, they were thrashing like eight, themselves into eight that thrashes thing. Yeah. into it before it finally even started to think no, about this cracking. thing. Just brushes this thing was just this, like yeah. nah yeah, just like, here I come, <laughs> I'm coming in there. <laughs> so <laughs> that's Stone Cold's music. <laughs> yeah, so the room fills up with water. Luckily, our two heroes were in scuba outfits anyway, so they just put those back on. Right. Um, the other people in the room were just told later got out. Right. Uh, except for Louis Gossett Jr.'s nephew, mm-hmm. uh, who has been kind of this <laughs> this foil for Louis Gossett Jr. just saying random things that to make Louis Gossett Jr. mad. But right. so that guy just yeah. floats towards the shark's mouth because the shark is but it can't get in any further. Mm-hmm. It's halfway in, but that's as far as it can get. Yeah, I don't. The physics, besides the glass breaking and like not the entire lagoon emptying into this thing, it becomes <laughs> a little wonky again because. <laughs> It's like, well, it's full of water, but then it just kind of stops. Yeah. Like, it's like, well, we've hit the level point. Yes. Which doesn't make any sense because it was completely underwater. Yeah. Whatever. He's, you know, his nephew is now a blood fountain over there. Yeah. Um, he's done. But now they're kind of in, again, like angle to waist deep weight, you know, water. Um, and. Oh, no, the room's full. Were they completely they're in, underwater? They're in full scuba masks. I thought that. I don't know why I thought they were like. 
No, no, that that's all oh, okay, completely okay, underwater. Okay. So yeah, all right. The, no, the shark is yeah. So the shark is still just kind of stuck halfway through into sure. this opening, uh, and it's just rah rah rah. Right. And it opens its mouth at one point, and you see the full intact body of the British man, right, with his arm outstretched, holding the grenade. Well, we only see the end of his body, really. Well, fine. Yeah. Maybe the other half. Ostensibly, is the other digesting. half is, is becoming shark. Yeah, the sarlacc pit. Or yes, shark-like exactly. Pit. So. The, our two heroes kind of look at each other and go, huh, let's do that. So <laughs> they just immediately go and get a, a wire pipe of some kind right. and just make it into a hook. And they're like, okay, we're doing this. We're just going to reach in there because this shark can't come any closer to us. Let's just get in there and pull the pull the pin and shark will blow up. Mm-hmm. And that's what they do. It's a good thing Joan Car- Crawford did work there because yeah. they, they went and found that no. wire hanger yes, right away. That, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> pull the pin, grenade explodes shark just becomes a blood cloud mm-hmm. and then man it's a pretty good blood explosion it's a blood explosion that's great and then they throw all this 3d chunks of garbage at the screen including literally guts. jaws mm-hmm. to the top and bottom jaws of the shark fly out towards the front of the screen mm-hmm. jawas yeah huh yep and, and then, then I don't know. They they can, just they they get to the surface of the lagoon. Yeah. Or they well, they become very concerned with the well being of the dolphins. Well, at first she says something like, "Do you think everyone made it?" And Dennis Quaid says something like, "Yeah, they all got out." Yeah, most. It's yeah. like, wait, what? Except How do you for, even for know the that? And, yeah, the nephew got yeah. chomped, but I guess Louis Gossett Jr. is okay. But because he wasn't a character that much, who cares? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's like, "Where are the dolphins?" But yeah, apparently there were two named dolphins that, like, if you cared about Sea World in the '80s, meant something. I, I don't. I don't know. Like one thing Cindy I read said that wasn't their names at all. Oh, okay, I don't know. Whatever. And one of them was like still alive or something because it's like 50 years old. Oh. Um, but yeah, so they're like, where are the dolphins? And they just start patting on the water. And then the dolphins are like, here well, we yeah, are. Well, one comes up and is like, hey, here I am. I, yeah. You know, I, fuckers, I tried to tell you about the sharks. And yeah. why didn't you listen? You there know? was at one point a, a, a scene where the dolphins attempt to fight the shark by poking at it. Although one tries to poke it in the mouth, which is a bad idea because it's it's mouth is wide open they can't save you yeah they can't save you no but yeah the dolphins pop out and at the end like two weird just green screened cut out dolphins have are on either side of the screen like some sort of matching frame or something and then everyone's like hooray and then that's the end the credits book through this thing like we got to get the fuck out right and they aren't 3D end credits, which really, come on, Boo. Guys, you need minus to, <laughs> all the jocks yes, for no 3D end have credits. To bookend your movie with 3D credits. Oh um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Nobody stays for the end credits. I would us. if they were in 3D. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah. But yeah. That's that's Jaws. 3D. That's Jaws 3D. D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no Stargrave. The music's terrible. Yeah. No. They done, bar- done, by, done by Alan Parker, but not that no, Alan Parker. No. Uh, they do credit the shark theme to John Williams, but they use maybe about six seconds of it. Um, there's one part where it's like, okay, let's do this. Fucking Jaws is here, and they do it for about six seconds, and then it's like, nah, let's not do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, ratings. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess I'll go. Okay. Uh, this movie's dumb. This movie's really dumb. <laughs> But it's also really fun, uh-huh. if that makes any sense, which I mean, I guess is what we generally look for. But I mean, this movie is exceedingly dumb in like <laughs> in, you know, actual real world logic terms. Mm-hmm. But I don't care it like because it just leans into its own world of physics and marine biology don't mean a damn thing. So I 
I have no idea what I've rated like Jaws for. It doesn't matter, but I'm going to give this two jocks. Okay. I think this is a fun little dumb movie. It's like, it's. Just, I would say it's just better than like the barely recommend. That's why I came to that rating. Like if you can watch it in 3D, I would suggest it. I think that adds a little something to it. It's, it's a little uh, hard to watch sometimes only because this was originally an anaglyph, like red, blue, you know, 3D movie that doesn't translate perfectly to modern day 3D. Like, they do a pretty good it's, job. It's like the yeah. the universal logo in the beginning looks like shit, yeah. like utter shit. Like I was like, uh oh, what are we in for? Like, what did they do to this? Luckily, transfer? that was probably the worst of it. Right. But then like the, um, you know, the actual movie starts. It's like, oh, OK, this looks all right. Now, sometimes when it gets super extreme, like in your face, it's it doesn't look that great because yeah. modern 3D is not really designed for that. It's depth more than you mm-hmm. know shock value. In but your you face. never know what to focus on. Right. And by the time you figure it out, it's like, OK, well, that image is gone. So. And your eyes are bleeding. Yes, right. that too. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. It's fun. Um, you know, it, it's dumb. It's fun. Like a lot of things don't matter, but it kind of, it kind of, it, it also doesn't matter by the end. Like it, if you are a fan of, I, I would say like this is like, look at this less like you would look at a Jaws movie and by comparison, look at it more like the Jurassic Park movies because it feels more like a precursor for that. Oh, it really does. Very much because I mean, it's the hubris of building a park and trying to do too much and all that. Mm-hmm. Plus you like, you literally have the template for the hunter in both Jurassic Park one and the lost world, you know, and then you've got like, you know, super guy save everybody like Jurassic world. I mean, it's kind of like, it's like a weird mad mixture of all three of these movies. It's kind of, is before a lot it happened to, you know, Jurassic world because yeah. they've got the whole control center. And, right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, there's a lot of like, you know, DNA, Mr. DNA of, 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 DNA. of, of, of you know, <laughs> Jurassic Park here. It's, it's, it's weird. It's yeah. like, it, it's just strange, but the like, only thing is that there's no hubris in this movie. It's not like, you know, they were intentionally trying to sell tickets by doing, they were just like, Hey, sure. we got a shark here. Let's it's a little bit. I mean, it seemed like, I mean, maybe I'm interpreting it because of how wacky they made him seem. It seemed like, <laughs> it seemed like Lou Gossett Jr. was kind of a shyster. Like, I mean, oh, sure. And I think a like, little bit, yeah, maybe that's because like, you know, we've learned what SeaWorld really is now. You know, so like it feels like he's got to be a shyster if he's working for SeaWorld. I mean, I know they were like, you know, super awesome and saving the environment in the 80s until we learned that Shamu was like in the last scene of Shawshank Redemption his entire life. <laughs> but, you know, like, I mean, you know, once we figure that out, I think there's a, like a there's a layer that can't be removed from viewing this movie now, which is actually kind of interesting because it, it adds to that Jurassic Park like quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like he was actually to me, he seemed like he was just like. A bit of a showman, but also fairly genuine, because when it came time, like when shit started to go down, it seemed like he was well, sure. so did, looking so out so for So did John the, Hammond, though, yeah. too. I mean, it was like, oh, I fucked. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I fucked. Yeah, he, he, he wasn't trying to cover his tracks. Right. He was like, okay, get everyone out. My idea backfired. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. Unlike Jurassic World 4, which for the most part was like, uh, <laughs> uh, the show must go on. Yeah, don't look over there where all the people are dying. Um, <laughs> anyhow, back to this movie. The 3D is really fun in that sort of campy way that they that they just don't do anymore because we kind of hate it. Um, but it it reminds me of uh, ah, I f- forgot Gremlins. No, <laughs> it, yes, Gremlins. Um. But it's but it's a fun, campy sort of 3D thing, and and they actually managed to use depth to some pretty good effect, like uh, those first underwater. Other scenes. than that one completely broken rack focus. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, that was fucked. Like there was there was a scene where they were focused on the guy in the back, which it should have changed to, mm-hmm. but you were watching the foreground scene for a good thirty seconds, mm-hmm. and it was it was all blurry. Yeah, but like, sorry. hey guys, who are you focused on? Yeah. Here? Come on. <laughs> 
<laughs> Shit happens. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. This movie reminds me in in many ways of Deep Blue Sea as well. But again, without the hubris, this is just like this is more like shit happens to innocent people like sure at least is the way the way it was framed now right. again now we know that that sea world is kind of you know shit um but you know bad things happen to good people or at least neutral people um and this is a this is a fairly campy and fun romp through um through several people's bodies and several hundred gallons of blood um it's way better way better than jaws 4 um, I don't know. Like, I don't. It's not great, but it's not bad. I think, I think I have to give this three jocks because I think it's pretty, pretty enjoyable. Like, it's goofy. We're laughing a lot. Um, nothing they do in this movie is terribly offensive, except for a couple of the, um, a couple of the composite effects shots. Like, I, I think this was this was really early on, uh, digital compositing mm-hmm. and. Some of it just looks rough, and there's nothing you can do about that. I mean, yeah, it. Yeah, why would you? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, someone could. Sure, I mean, someone could go do what they did with right, like, the right. original or Star Trek series, which looks amazing. Yeah, but, yeah, but they're not. But going they're to. not going to with Jaws <laughs> right. Three. I mean, there's there's nothing they could have done about sure. it. Yeah, back in ye old day. Right. Um. So it's pretty good. Like I quite enjoyed it. It's it's definitely. I think I'm thinking myself through. Uh, a three jocks rating. It's pretty good. I would I would watch this again mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, would recommend. Watch I, it in three D. It's dumb. Yeah. Um. If the if you have the means to watch it in three D, by all means, do that because buy that, a three D TV so you can watch Jaws three. In yeah, 3D. they're clearanced out at this point. You can get one. Um, that that adds a lot to this movie because it is kind of the gimmicky early years of 3d where it was just wave stuff in the camera and you know have stuff Mm -hmm. fly out at the camera the depth stuff is pretty good too it it all looks very good aside from you know like a couple shots we were talking about where you can't focus right Mm -hmm. on what they want you to but it's it it looked great to me um and i was expecting it to look like crap so i was i was impressed by the the quality of the print i was impressed by how how much the 3d held up so that that above and beyond helps sell this movie um the pacing of this thing is god awful like it's really if you boil it down it is barely a jaws movie it's there's so much just not jawsing happening it's it's there was a point where we were like when's the shark gonna actually eat somebody because normally it's like first scene yeah it it eats a fish first yes yeah it does that's the first victim is a fish that keeps talking to us as (laughs) as the movie begins um but yeah, it's it. The pacing of this thing is terrible, and none of the things that they're doing instead of the shark stuff are that interesting. Like the world building they're doing is not very interesting at all, uh, and it should be because it's uh, building a theme park, and it should be like super cool. You should be like going in and out of stuff. Like, hey, check this thing out. Check out this stuff over here. Um, so I, I don't think it's going to necessarily hold up w- for repeat viewings close together. Like, I think you would have to put some distance between this, like watching it again. Um, yes. It wouldn't be fun to be like, oh, man, in a weekend, I'm going to show this movie to so many people because, man, that would just I would be napping by like the second viewing. Um, so with all that being said, I'm going to give it two jocks. Uh, it, it's it's dumb with your buddies, especially with the 3D on. But I, I don't want to knock the 3D element of it. I really that 
it's a that's a quality element of this movie to me. Um, it adds something like like you know good 3D should yeah. like yeah. Drive Angry was more fun because of 3D. Yes, some movies yeah. really really benefit from it, and this one was kind of a dull nothing movie, but they threw this gimmick on it and just poked you in the face with dumb you know horns and needles and and other pointy things and it's like okay that you know there were several times in this movie where i was like okay stop with the thing in my face that's just that's unnerving to me and that helps sell this movie so yeah all the jaws movies just i mean they go down as obviously as they were made and i you know clearly now four is the worst of them because it doesn't even have I, I, we had a good time watching four, but that was just because we were like, okay, the shark's going to jump out of the medicine cabinet, right. <laughs> you know, all that shit. Uh, and we kind of had bits of that in here. Like when everyone's trapped in that little bubble room, we were like, oh, the shark's going to pop out <laughs> from that <laughs> large pool of water and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, things that just wouldn't make any sense. But yeah, but we're it's expecting them like Deep Blue Sea. Or yes, exactly. <laughs> Deep Blue Sea was the king of that. It's just like, there's no way this is in the room, but of course it's in the room because it's it, it's more fun for the it's, movie. It's under the bed. Here yeah. it is. <laughs> so, yeah, it two jocks. It, you should definitely see it. Um, and if you do get it on Blu-ray, watch it in 3D. Agreed. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think we're done talking about Jaws 3. Yeah, we're done talking about sequels. Yeah, for now. Okay. Let's take a break. Yeah. Okay, bye. Second half. Mm-hmm. Half number two. Yeah. So I think we've watched some movies for a change. Yeah. A couple things. Some things. Yeah. Um, we usually plan this ahead of time, but how new are your is your stuff? Eh, fairly new. Yeah. So is mine. Sixteen so movies. I think mine was either twenty late 2015 or 2016, but go ahead. Start up. We'll, okay. Maybe I'll break break yours up unless you're going to just mine rapid all, fire. Mine are all super okay, quick. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Uh, first of all, uh, either last week or the week before, someone had sent us that link to that thing called Skinamax. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, I attempted to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's Sky, a well edited Skynmax. Oh, okay. Well, it's a well Skinamax. edited thing of clips of things from the eighties and nineties that someone really liked, and it's just a bunch of random like. Here's a clip from Transformers. Here's a clip from oh, okay. Adam's family. Here's a clip from, and it's all just set to music. There's no natural sound from any of the clips. It's just, it's just a, it's something like you would see. So in it's a, like an anime music video from the eighties, kind like, of, but with no anime. Yeah, you would just like see it in a nightclub somewhere on like nostalgia night. Just some clip reel of a bunch of stuff set to music, that kind of thing. That's all it is, really. I watched about seven minutes of it and was like, okay, I get it. I'd, I'm not watching this for an hour, but... I might watch that then, because I was afraid it was like Mr. Skin the movie. That's no, what no, I'm... no. It, it doesn't it, it doesn't appear to be anything like that. Okay. Um, the thing is, is that it kind of seems to be broken up into segments, and each segment only has three source material things. Okay. Uh, so you just... It gets repetitive, and if, it, if there's something in there that you don't have any frame of reference to or something that you don't like, it's just... It keeps cutting back to things from stuff you just don't care about. So like the Adams family movies, I give no fucks about those things. And so they just keep showing these clips of these and I'm just like, okay, what that has to do with this next clip of the transformers. I don't know, but what it's not an official thing. It's just some guys thing. So, you know, I don't, I'm not feel good about critiquing it. It's just some video on the internet. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Um, 
so yeah, that's what that thing is. So it was it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be, but you know, it has some skill to it. So good on him. Um, I watched Deadpool, which you know everyone likes Deadpool. I like Deadpool too. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I I liked it. Um, there were there were some parts that that. I, I we I think everyone has sort of mentioned that maybe they needed just a little bit of a break from Ryan Reynolds at some point to just kind of not be the you know the adorable fuckhead that he's being the entire time and maybe take one thing seriously and there's one scene in the movie that he does take things real seriously I wanted a little bit more of that just a touch not I didn't need like half the movie to be serious I just needed a little bit less of the dick jokes and a little skosh yeah little taste yeah um, but I will say that. Something I didn't, something I didn't expect from that movie, which was that that is probably one of the most realistic and convincing relationships I've seen in a movie in a very long time, conveyed with very little time. You know, like like they're they're right. bonding the- scenes, them like getting together and being a couple. Oh, okay. I was like, you know, I was like, really? Because I've never had. Personally, I've never had one like that. You know, the no, random just, montage of crazy sex acts that they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I, I believed that these two people wound yes, up no, together it, and I and, and it it seemed genuine to me. Sure. Like it, it seemed totally, yeah. wholly genuine it to worked. me. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of times it's just, OK, they smush two stars together and it's just like, OK, you're right. now supposed to believe these people like each other. I believe that those two people liked each other. Like probably they were fucking in the in the trailer during between takes or something. God, because- I hope not because she. Already, never mind. Okay, there's already <laughs> some weird gossipy shit going on with her anyway. Oh well, whatever. She kind of left her husband for the guy who's on Gotham. Oh <laughs> well, because they're having a baby. Okay, well that yeah, happens too. So. But uh, I don't know. Their their chemistry seemed legit. So if it was just acting, my God, you guys are good actors. So good on you. Um, the other thing I watched that I don't think anyone's talked about yet is Zoolander two. Oh, I, I know somebody who's going to talk about, about Zoolander about too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that was my movie. All right. Well, why don't you go ahead and start us off, and then I'll correct you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm I kidding. doubt it because I mean, I. Mm. All right. All right. So, I like I like Zoolander a lot. I don't I don't know that I'm quite in like the love camp. It's it's awfully close. Like to me, Zoolander has a lot of funny shit. The first one has yes. a lot of funny shit in it. It's not quite like Anchorman. It's not quite like Talladega Nights. It's not. In that pantheon of, if, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm lumping it as a Will Ferrell movie, uh-huh. but it's not completely fair to say it is. Um, maybe it'd be better if it was <laughs> completely Will Ferrell movie is what I'm saying. Okay. Um, so like, it's good. It's I, I really like Zoolander. It's just like it's not one of those holy properties that you know don't ever dare remake, sequelize, do anything with it. I was like, all right, you know, it's a little late, but let's see what's ha- let's see what Two Lander is all about here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. It's like ninety percent a fucking mess. Like it's like there's some funny stuff in it, but like everything about it just feels off. Like like nothing like I can't put my finger on it. It's like the whole movie feels disconnected from itself and from like other parts of the movie. And, and I mean it almost feels and this is gonna sound a little harsh because I and it, but I think the general consensus is about the four season the Netflix season of Arrested Development. It felt kinda like that. Yeah. Where I was like are these people like, were they even like together? Right. You know, like, cause there's, it's just how disconnected it feels from scene to scene. I get that. And I understand that like movies are filmed in different parts and different times and whatever, but like this movie just felt painfully obvious where it was like, and, but the, the, the craziest thing about it is, is I guess it just shows the cachet that like Ben Stiller still has in Hollywood because holy fuck, like how does he get the people that he gets to show up in these things? Like this movie 
more than like almost any other movie I can think of. It's just like, here's another person in a really small, weird role. <laughs> and it's like, why? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, cameos are fun and funny. Like, I mean, you know, I think that's what kind of killed the Austin Powers franchise eventually. It was just like, it's like, he, let's throw another cameo or another stupid character or whatever. And it's just like, this felt like they just jumped in from like the kind of funny of the first one to like, you're just like in like fifth level sequelized movie already in the second one. Mm-hmm. And cause like there's stuff to like about it, but man, it's just like by and large, it's totally worth skipping. Like, well, I agree with your assessment. It does feel like the Netflix arrested development season. It, there is something off about it. It seems more like a collection of ideas than an actual film. But then on the other hand, this movie doesn't look cheap either. It, oh. it looks like it had a budget. Like there's some, there's some dopey CG jokes in this thing that are executed fairly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the bit in the trailer of, of Will Ferrell taking off his jacket and he's just this giant jacked up, muscle roided dude this is this, what's weird it's like this was actually one of the first movies i never saw the trailer other than the original teaser where he was just like two lander right you know, like yeah. that, that was the only never saw actual yeah. footage from the movie okay trailer. well that scene is in the trailer okay. and that effect works it's it's pretty seamless it, it doesn't seem you know pasted head onto someone else's body which is another gag in this movie that one doesn't work nearly as well the fred armison thing but uh i don't know i just I found myself laughing a bit at this. And then I know a lot of people don't like nonstop cameos. I think they feel like it's just, it's lazy, but some of them were so good that it was just like, well, that's part of the comedy and it's making me laugh. So I'm enjoying this. There there will be, there will be inspired cameos. Like I, I think the one main cameo that always pops up with Owen Wilson is for me personally, very good because it's, he is kind of giving me exactly what I want from based on another character that he plays. Okay. Um, but also in a totally ridiculous way. <laughs> so his constant appearances kept making me laugh, but like then like they will do a bunch of just ridiculous shit and then just a door will open and random celebrity will walk out like, what the hell's going on in here? And well, it's like, I, I well, was, that's the laziest shit. I was pointing out more of <laughs> the fact that like, like somebody would like practically walk by in a scene yeah. and it was like, wait, wasn't that? And like, I believe me, I don't know current shit. I don't know anything about fashion, but I understand all those people were yes. actual fashion yes. people. Yes. You know, like Tommy Hilfiger and stuff like Hilfiger and stuff like that. Right. And, um, but like there was one scene where like even my limited amount of knowledge, somebody walked by, I was like, that was Ariana Grande. Right. Yeah. And, and it was like, she literally like walks by, says like two words and then like walks out of the scene. I'm like, I don't know much, but I'm pretty sure that was that famous girl. Right. Yep. I, who I had to ask why she was famous. Yes. <laughs> that's I'm just saying that's how out of touch I am. And even still I was like, How all I was right. like, Oh, I know her, but why? Yeah. And where'd she and she's coming back? No, all right. There there were like people in in in, in crowd scenes, like there's one of the runway shows, they just there's there's people there watching it. Right. And there will just be a shot of famous people looking at this and that's it. Yeah. Um so yeah, some of that stuff worked for me, some of it didn't. I this is literally a Chuck Fine movie to me. It's it's like, you know what, this didn't offend me. Uh, sure. You know, it, I say it's better than like the vacation remake, but I mean, it's like it's more watchable than that. I mean, yeah, the vacation remake was frustrating, but I still say the the vacation remake as bad as it is overall had higher points of comedy. I think you're right about that, too, because like that's what's weird is like, you know, it sounds bad as like much as I feel like a shat on that movie. Yeah, the, it had higher points of comedy than this is just kind of like. This has jokes Mild that hit yeah. bumps along the way. The vacation like, hey. does have higher moments, but vacation has a mean streak to it that it, does, it doesn't yeah. need. 
um that vac- the vacation remake seems like five years too late like sure. it seemed like it would have made uh, like around the time that everyone thought the hangover was super dope if it had come out then it would have been huge but now people have like man fuck the hangover that shit sucks uh people have just kind of moved on from that sure. so but I, yeah i guess i mean i guess i, I would I, say I just, if you're if you're already cold on it you're probably not going to warm to it but yeah. if you're curious I guess, it, as you said, it won't offend you. It's not that bad. It's no. Just, it it's, feels like, uh, all right. It's fine. I, I mean, you know. There, I, I, there's only so much you can do when you can't expand on the, the, the main premise of your movie, which is that these two people are stupid. Right. There's literally nothing you can do. <laughs> it's just, okay, these two male models are dumb, and now it's 20 years later. Go. Right. It's yeah, like I just felt ah. like I felt like the, the funniness of the world that they created in the first one just wasn't properly recaptured. Yeah. I mean, there was something super charming about finding out that you know models were the secret league of assassins and <laughs> yes. things like that and although and david duchovny explaining it all and then having and being like so what happened yeah <laughs> seriously guy i just told you, you know, like that's one of the best lines of the I, movie. i tell you what though i the the david duchovny character in this movie the like secret hooded like guy behind everything kind of person cameo was I don't know. That made me laugh my ass off every time that happened. It was just like, why is this person in this movie? <laughs> Should not be. And that the house that they established for that person in the opening scene is so dumb. <laughs> so there are jokes in this where you're just like, okay, yeah, that's mm-hmm. good job. But it, yeah. there, there will just be. Yeah, it's just the highs aren't as high, but the lows aren't as low either it's like it's never like oh god fuck you in that joke get out set your print on fire there's nothing like that it's just like oh well yeah you're stupid so i guess you would say that Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's weird i just i think i think i maybe hold it to a slightly higher standard because i feel like there's no reason this shouldn't be as good or better or you know at least as good just because it's you know, usually with a sequel, you get some, you know, some people removed from the original. This is like same writer. I mean, it's Ben Stiller directing again. It's like, you know, you made Tropic Thunder. That was funny as shit. Like, you know, like what happened? Where where have you been? It just seemed like they were like, if you can make Zoolander 2 in the next nine months, you can, you can do it. And they were like, oh shit, we don't have a script. Uh, just write shit. Just go. Yeah. You know, say dumb things. Yeah. Go. So mispronounce words. Go. I needed more Justin Thoreau in this for some reason. Him, him, he was not in this enough for my like, liking he was his character is pretty good too <laughs> all right i kept sending my wife pictures of people when they would show up because she was like i have no interest in that and i would keep sending her pictures and then she was like wait is that i'm like yeah she's like i have to watch this movie now don't i <laughs> so yeah yeah zoolander 2 yep eh. <laughs> fun. yeah there's worse movies i think we're done mm-hmm. are you done oh okay was there not a third? I thought that was the second of... I counted the Skinamax as a okay. movie I watched. All right. I just wanted to make sure you got all your stuff in. I'm and good. Uh, all I had was All you Tulander. had was Tulander. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to uh, ramble for a few minutes about the uh, 48-hour film uh, project. Uh, right, that the, thing you made. The thing that I made. Uh-huh. Um, I so we had the, the screening of it. Um, in a theatre? In an actual theater. Man. Um, we have a, a small indie theater uh, called Sunray Cinemas, mm-hmm. a little plug for them down here. And it's um, it's a pretty cool little theater and they show some, you know, they show some popular stuff, show some indie stuff. They like expanded to a second tiny theater that's like this like 30 seat theater. It's uh, pretty neat. It's a good place. I like it. 
And uh, so they did the screenings for all of the uh, 48-hour film project Jacksonville entries. How many um, were there? Entries. There were 36 total. Wow. 36 total entries. So it had to be, what, seven minutes? Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, so they did They did an A group, a B group, and a C group. And um, ours was in the, the C group. Mm-hmm. And so we got to watch seven other peasant films before <laughs> we watched our masterpiece. Um, and then we had to watch four other peasant films after our masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm kidding, of course. The, um, I was surprised at the at the fact that so many of those films that were in our group were able to convey a story in seven minutes. Like, it was, to me, really difficult to get everything. And I don't, I don't even think that we did that good of a job. We did okay. We, mm-hmm. we got our point across, but we didn't get the depth of story that I, want, that I wanted to try to get. Um, but I'm amazed that, like... That people put together, everybody put together a mostly coherent movie in seven minutes Mm -hmm. and did it in 48 hours. Like, I know a lot of those people had done it before, but there were obviously some people who hadn't. And I just, I was kind of blown away at the fact that that it wasn't the train wreck I was expecting. Right. Um, And do people bail? Like, do people just get to the editing process and, like, we can't assemble a thing? Or do they have to assemble something? I don't know. I don't think you have to. I mean, you pay oh. a nominal fee. It's, you know, I, mm. I think it's 100 bucks or something like that. Okay. It's it's a it's a fee that, I guess, helps, you know... It funds Sustain itself. Yeah. It funds it, and, and it also keeps, keeps people from just entering and not doing anything like yep. that so you here's can, my seven minute film of me farting right i, I call <laughs> yeah. it ass yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's so it's not just someone's youtube video <laughs> yeah um and there were some surprisingly really 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 good ones um in our group like the they kind of ramped up the quality level of of the films as the as the night went on so like the the first few films were okay the yeah, next I, ones they were a little better yeah they kind of went um, they just got better as the night went on, and ours was, like I said, ours was the seventh, yeah, um, seventh maybe eight. I don't know. So ours was ours was at was at least in what I like to consider the good half. Mm, okay. Um, <laughs> so I feel good about that. Um, awesome. There were some films that had really good special effects, and some films that were really were really clever. There was one, um, there was one about a time traveler that I thought a time traveler from the 1800s that comes forward into um into the into the modern era and it's it's almost like a just a little slice of life sort of it's kind of more a fish out of water than our film was but um it was just really cleverly done and uh they filmed it of course all in black and white uh, or mostly in black and white of course and um like just that 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 gimmick they they managed to work really well there was one that was um that was supposed to be in the style of an adventure serial and it was an oddities inspector and this uh she gets a a pair of glasses that allow her to see how uh how people are going to die and they managed to tell a pretty pretty good quick story you know quick story with that Mm -hmm. um there's a sci-fi there's a sci-fi one called the third night which is incredibly creepy 
Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think that was the last one they showed. It was just super dark and like it was the one that had the best effects. Um, like they had some like facial prostheses, Ooh. prostheses, uh-huh. um, that were they were super effective. <laughs> Prosthesi, yeah, prosthesi, Pros- prosthetics. Okay, prosthetics. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably probably should use the right yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I was just like, it, I just cannot believe that there are people out there that you know that are that good that just kind of hang out and don't do anything better. Uh, maybe this is maybe that like I'm just surprised that they that they haven't that they're still doing you know little tiny sure someone maybe someone like slow this. rolling building their demo reel you know like yeah, I guess so I can hang out a couple of years and go to school so I have a backup job and yeah at the end of it I'll have a four films and blah blah here you go I guess so I I know that somebody came down from or or came up from Orlando mm-hmm. to do it um, so they actually they came up to Jacksonville. Stayed here for two days and then submitted their film and went home. Oh wow! Then came back for the for the premiere hmm. or the screening, I guess. So um, were there prizes? There were not prizes that night. They had like they gave you a sheet where you could vote for three films for mm-hmm. the you know for the I guess fan fav- favorite. Um, I did not get the results of that. Oh. Although I do not assume that we won, but I also assume that we won. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to live right there right. Um, schrodinger's film right i'll never know if yeah. i don't see the results right um i'm just gonna tell everybody that we won okay um but if you if you win the um it's judged by a by a panel and if you win in jacksonville then you get entered or if you win in your city then you get entered into the national and the i think the winner of the national goes to takes their film to can so there's potentially a pretty fucking awesome prize. Yeah. But, you know. So do you, do you take your final product to the next step or do you have to make another movie? I'm pretty sure you take your final product to okay. the next step. Okay. Um, you may, I imagine you get the, maybe you get the ability to clean it up a little bit if mm. you have, if you have the opportunity, but I think it's just your final product. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Um, but it's fun. Like I was, I was super nervous about seeing, a myself and B my product on the big screen, but after it was over, I was super excited and like I just could not, be- I couldn't believe that that you know I had managed to take part in something that actually A got finished and B, <laughs> um, you know was on an actual movie theater screen that felt really cool, um, but yeah I mean it's a it's a really awesome experience and you know if you. If you have something like that nearby and you're at all interested in um, in doing it, you definitely should. Because it's, I mean, it takes up a weekend. It's going to be stressful, mm-hmm. but you don't have to have a ton of super specialized equipment if you just want to put something on film. And, you know, it doesn't have to be crazy and elaborate. In fact, the more simple you make it, the better you're going to be off. So do it if you can. 48-hour film project. Mm-hmm. Yes. I am a filmmaker now. Okay, buddy. Yeah. Saddle down now. <laughs> Go back over the craft service table. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, I was going to say, it, it's pretty amazing now that we have little things in our pockets now that record 4K video, and it's mm-hmm. like not even a thing anymore. Like, it's so easy. Yeah, we yeah. were... I mean, it's just, it's just, it's that easy. I mean, and if you want to, I mean, that's video. You can... You could make a rig that would steady it. You know, it's got some image stabilization generally in sure. your phone anyway. But I mean, you could make a you could make a poor man steady cam, 
buy a little adapter and use and have real sound going into it too. I mean, it's it's so easy to make a, a nice looking film now. Well, let with me th- very minimal you know effort. Let me throw this at technically you. Technically speaking, they like the forty eight hour film festival gave us to to use if we wanted mm-hmm. and gave anybody that was participating. So mm-hmm. up to they had up to thirty six of these little Steadicam phone rigs. Oh, cool! So yeah. it had a it had a, a gimbal and yeah. a, um. Yes, yeah, so basically, anyone, literally anyone could do right. this. Yeah, and yeah. we used we recorded on iPhones, and we were going to actually record in 4K, but uh, the it just makes editing slower and harder. Yeah, the software, the editing yeah. software yeah, the crashed every time we tried to super big every yeah. time they tried to test edit. Um, I mean, if I could go back to me in my 20s and hand myself this phone, the phone that I have in my hand mm-hmm. right now, my career path would have been totally different. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because when I was in my 20s, I'm shooting on high eight. You know, editing two decks together with like this weird like graphics processor to put in titles and and had an audio board and just all this janky ass bullshit cobbled together from mail order catalogs to produce some bullshit video that me and my friends made that took like six months. And we were like, oh, man, this is going to go places. And then you're like, well, what can I do with this? And now I could just run around with my phone, do everything and have it online in 30 seconds later. Yep. You know, I mean, it's. It, I want to make that movie of going back to myself in my twenties and handing myself a phone and just being like, "Here, the world is now your oyster. You are going to be the baddest ass person ever." <laughs> hey, don't forget the charger. <laughs> that that would that would be the punchline. It's like, oh shit, I forgot the charger. Want more? Well, credits. make one good movie. <laughs> yeah. Also, You've got an hour. Also, Go. invent USB so that you can get the things off of the phone. Uh huh. And oh, by the way, there's no cell signal <laughs> and there's no email. Now, you don't need you don't need a cell phone. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you need. No, but there's no Wi-Fi. I can't upload this thing. I can't get it off the phone. That That's the funny the thing. You could take the phone back, and yeah. it would be novel. Somebody go, oh, look, it, it makes a picture. And you'd be like, well, it can do a ton of other stuff. Like, yeah. it can shoot video. Oh, okay, so it's camera. Right. That's really nice. And you'd be no, like, well, it can and it can download porn right to your phone. Yes. Right to your hand. And they'd be like, now show me. Yeah, I, yeah. And then they'd be like, yeah. It's not doing anything. Uh, see, I, yes, exactly. I, I just think, like, if there was a bubble that you could, like, you teleport your phone back to yourself, and the bubble exists to where it has all the modern-day charging and Wi-Fi and all that shit, I, I think people would look at that and be ten times happier than they are now with this technology, where they're just like, eh. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm well, only getting 90 I, meg downloads. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, you know, <laughs> burst the tech bubble here. No, I mean, like, because there's other problems, like, you would do that, and you'd be like... Yeah, you just shot some 1080p video, which I know you don't even know what that means yet, but mm-hmm. then you'd be like, all right, edit that on your 200 meg hard drive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Where's uh, the coax out on right. this thing so I can see it on my television? Like, right. yeah, does that have S-Video? Yeah. He's so like, it looks better. Oh, S-Video is too expensive. Yeah. I can't afford that. Yes, video. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, I mean, most people nowadays, they don't use your phone. I mean, go buy a $1,000 SLR camera because you can interchange lenses mm-hmm. and you basically, you know, all you need is the picture and then you grab the same thing like our little portable four track thing Yep, and you've got sound. I mean, f- shit, and a slate and you're good to go. You know, just like movie style, sound mm-hmm. and the picture are separate and mm-hmm. you put them together later. Yeah, I, I will say if you're, if you're going to do something like that, invest in a low cost... Not a micro cassette recorder or one of those like you know voice memo recorders because that doesn't fucking work. Ask nah. me how I know. How do you know? Um, <laughs> because it didn't work for us. Oh okay. Um, 
but get yourself, you know, something like that. Da- uh, it's a Tascam. Yeah, Tascam, you know, mm-hmm. was it DP100? $150 little SD recorder. with. It's got yeah. two built-in microphones and two XLRs on the bottom. Yep. And you can even buy yourself, you know, buy yourself an inexpensive shotgun mic. You can get a Shure shotgun shotgun mic for Hell, under I 100 mean, bucks. Get a mixer and put clip-on, you know, use yeah. little lavalier mics and hide them on your people. That's the best yeah. way to get. That's the best sound you're going to get. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's so easy and inexpensive these days, comparatively speaking. Yeah. So, you know, just make sure that you have your sound sorted out and, mm-hmm. and you have a decent way to record sound because, uh, shoot, phone... most, shoot mostly indoor until you learn what you're doing. Yep. <laughs> yes. Don't work with kids. Don't work with animals. Nope. And don't work with your friends. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I actually I, do work with your friends. Well, a lot of people say, don't start with something with special effects. I say, nah, fuck that. Like, that's one of the first things you should get into. Like. But that, I mean, I know I say dive that, right in and learn yeah, how dive to right in. I mean, like, I mean, you know, make a, I mean, I'm sure Sam Raimi made a short film or two, but I mean, like Evil Dead, like that's the shit, like buckets of blood and, and gore. And like, if that's what you're into, like special effects at the fuck up, like you're going to you're never going to have as much fun doing it ever again than the first time. So you might as well, you know, capture it. So mm-hmm. That's my that's my philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. Get your sound right. Mm-hmm. Dive head first. Yeah. You can do it on Just, your phone. No, no kids, no animals that I promise you, you yeah. do not want that. Right. No. In fact, I don't think any of the movies had children. No, not for 48 hours. No, that's, yeah, that's a death yeah, sentence. Yeah, that's... We had we had a, a teenager in ours, but, yeah. like, she was along for the entire process and was interested and, yeah. like... That's good. She wanted to, to, to help oh, yeah. I and mean, wanted to some, take part. Some so. of those children people develop a, a cognitive brain at, like, 12 and beyond, so yeah. I'm saying be, be <laughs> below that is where it's like there's there's no... <laughs> fucking way you know unless they're asleep and you're stacking cheerios on their head that there's no way it's working yeah yeah so all right. is that gonna about wrap it up i think so yeah all right we just need to tell people how to send us things Ooh, uh send us emails to bmf at bmfcast.com and mackie will be back eventually to read those with a plum uh what send... about a pair a p l o m cords i meant <laughs> a pair of vocal cords yes i'll give you a pair you son of a bitch ha <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh, you can leave us a voicemail if you give a ring to 9105-JOCKS-BMF. That's the Garfield phone, the BMF Cast hotline. Or you can catch us on the website at bmfcast.com. And you can give us some of your sweet hard-earned cash <laughs> at patreon.com slash bmfcast. Yes. Right. Drop them dollars on us. Make right. it rain. Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. We gots to get paid. Right. <laughs> uh, well, I think that'll probably do it, right? Yeah. Farewell sequel month. Well, let's get out of here. Okay. I'm Harlow. Mm, Mackie's not here. Right. Where'd Mackie go? He's He'll be back. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast Out. Banffcast Out.